Hello, dear listener. You're listening to New Game Plus, the internet's 157th leading gaming podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And your co-host, Antonio. And I will not be able to hear the intro music the same way anymore. I'll have you know. <laughs> Wait, why, why is that? The the drum because you requested it on my recent drum stream oh right right i I actually finally got to hear the full version of that is it's a fucking banger told you (laughs) all right so this week guys we're gonna be listening to god it is late (laughs) we're gonna be discussing (laughs) we're gonna be discussing a store that if you're into games it's a store that most people are familiar with with at least here in the u.s it's a little game store called GameStop. Wow. <laughs> a stop for games. A stop for games, if you will. Now, obviously, a lot of people have very differing opinions on GameStop. Some mm-hmm. say it's great. Some say it's the worst. What are your, like, initial thoughts on GameStop? Personally, like, I, I've heard a lot of horror stories about, like, GameStop associates like really upselling stuff or just like you know somewhat shady tactics or very like strong army tactics. Uh, personally, though, I've never had any of that. Like the most that I've had is like you know your standard. Oh, do you want this warranty or whatever? And I just say no, and they're just like okay, whatever. I have to say I'm the same way. I've never really had a quote bad experience at a GameStop. Mm-hmm. I've never really been treated really by any by any employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, my the upsells isn't really all that bad as long as you know how to say no. Like, hey, do you want to add a? Uh, do you want to sign up for our membership card? Like, I already am a member, but not right. If I even if I wasn't, I'm gonna say like all I have to say was no, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. You just gotta be polite about it. And I've okay. So me and myself, I've also taken advantage of stuff like you know the game trading program. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I was at a time when I couldn't really afford games, so the only way I can get new games is to trade in my old ones. And yeah, it is kind of highway robbery with certain games, but to me, if you know how to play their system, like if you know how to take advantage of their like of their trade and deals, like I remember like maybe three years ago they were having this deal for every every time when you trade in like three games, you get an extra two bucks, extra five games, you get an extra five bucks, extra seven game. Every seven games, you get an extra ten. You get uh, an extra ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: if you can, tra- if you trade in like seven games that are worth like, um, like are only worth like you know a dollar or two, like you're still getting an extra ten bucks out of that. Yeah, and and if they're games that you legitimately have no more interest in, then you know, at that point, the game is. To you, worth zero dollars. So. Exactly. So as long as you're like smart about it, there's a way to you know come out on top in the end of their you know their their trading system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I myself, I think I've been a member, uh, their pro member for like about four years now straight, and I've saved about nearly four hundred bucks on the um with used games because of their discount. Crap. Nice. Mm-hmm. That discount is does pay off in the long run. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the kind of history of GameStop. So GameStop started in um, let me I pull up here. GameStop started off as a store called Babbage's. Really? Yes, in 1984. 
In what? Yes, they started off in a, a, a store called Babbage's in Tucson. Oh, Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And then they were, you know, as the years went on, they were kind of bought out by different uh, retailing groups until finally in 1999, they were bought by a company called Barnes & Noble. Oh. And following that, they were also, Barnes & Noble also acquired a store called Funko Land. Which some people, well, for me in the Bay Area, that's a store that I recognize. Wow. Wait, not Funko as in like the, the Funko Pops. No, but, no, no. F-U-N-T-O, yes. Okay. Okay, I, I'm sorry. My mind, because like, I know I know it's normally pronounced Funko, but I also know some people who, who say Funko Pops. Well, I only remember that because I remember the commercial. Like, you know, it's to be a kid playing at a store like hey what do you think this is Funko Land and then it'll be huh. a commercial for Funko Land huh. and for 2004 to 2016 GameStop was probably on the top of the world um, you know uh, the, the last they I think especially with the um, the 360 generation that really kept them on the top for a long for the longest time yeah like like it's one of those yeah, I like there. There was no other place to really think of. Like, yeah, there were competitors, you know, like EB Games and stuff, but it like GameStop became synonymous with game stores, like almost to the point of like how like um, when you try and like search for something on the internet, it's called googling something, where like you know <laughs> one name has essentially become the verb for that thing. It's like GameStop became the the catch-all term for just a game store. And I got to tell you, you know, when I was a teenager, nothing was more fun than just going to GameStop and just hanging out with other people who like to talk video games. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would just go in there just to kill time. Exactly. I, I remember uh, plenty of times after high school, I'd hang out at the mall, and one of my friends worked at GameStop, so I just hung out there and just you know, hung out at the food court, hung out at GameStop for a little bit, talked some video games, and... Had a good time. You ever, you know, ever been at a GameStop and you, you, see, you see a customer like asking for some game, you know, game recommendations, and you can't help yourself, but you start chipping in also, even though you're not an employee. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've definitely had I've had that happen to me as well. Um, oh. It's 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 kind of funny. Um, it it wasn't specifically a, a, another customer doing it, but like one of my funnest recommend. Uh, game recommendations was actually came from an associate um where they uh i was going to pick up final fantasy 15 um because i was interested in it and i'm like okay you know what uh, let me see what the hype is all about you know there's been mixed reviews on this game but i want to i want to see for myself because it looks really pretty and like the premise is pretty interesting so i want to try it so i i i pick up just to, I just look around grab a copy of 15 and put it on the counter I'm just like I'd like to buy this and the lady at the counter looks at me looks at me like with this face of like disappointment and is just like what are you doing no you don't want this game and at first I thought I thought I was going to have like one of those experiences where I'm like am I gonna get like shamed for my taste in video games like I was I was ready to like be defensive but she walks over to the shelf and grabs the deluxe edition with like all of the extra DLC and stuff and like the steel book case. And she puts it on the counter. She's like, not only does this have all the DLC, but it's like five bucks cheaper because it's used. Oh, 
yeah, it was it was amazing. That's still one of my favorite experiences, just in terms of in terms of GameStop in general. I remember um, this was a GameStop in my area. It was a, it was the weirdest thing. Every time I would go in there, and keep in mind this was like 2011. My I'd be browsing around, and then a guy would go like, "Yo, you want to pre-order that Kingdom Hearts three? It's gonna be coming out di- this year." And I'm thinking like, "No, it's not." Wait, when was this? 2011. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, that was definitely oh, off. Oh no, no. <laughs> I'll, and for like the for the next six months, every time I stop in by, and they're like, "Yo, you want to pre-order the Kingdom Hearts three coming out this year?" It's like, one, it's already like December. Are you sure about this? Oh, I don't I w- think I don't think you know what you're talking about, man. I I feel a little bad for anybody. I mean, I, I'm guessing they had to give out refunds because there's no way you can hold on to a pre-order for that long. No, some people did. Uh, I remember PewDiePie got his uh, pre-order for uh, Last Guardian honored. Really? Yes. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. Some people still got their Duke Nukem pre-orders honored. <laughs> I'm sorry God. they did, but hey, I mean, they honored it. Look, man, we can talk about being disappointed by pre-orders. That's a whole nother. At that point, I'm just sitting on Kickstarter because I have words for Mighty Number no. 9. But yeah, until 2016, GameStop was on top of the world. They acquired a thing called Congregate, which is basically a, uh, I think they're a developer of like web web browser based games. I've actually heard of that. I've heard I've heard of that because I've been doing a little bit of a uh, development as a hobby. Yeah, and it was I didn't really to me at least personally. I don't think they really did much with it. Mm-hmm. But they were there. <laughs> Do they still own it now? Or no, they sold it off. They had to sell it off recently. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about some of like the biggest traits of uh, GameStop. So you got the used games, which for people, especially gamers on a budget, God, that's great stuff. Mm-hmm. Because uh, on the on the on the right sale, you can get a a game that's just as good as a used game, a new game, but you're you're saving like what twenty to ten bucks. Mm-hmm. That adds up. And what else have we got here? Um, we have the. And and not just not just in terms of trading games in, but also like buying the used games. Like I remember going into GameStop multiple times when there was like a buy two get one free for a used. Those game. are the best times to get take advantage oh of those my, sales. Oh my god, I took the I took advantage of that so many times. I have so many PS4 games in my collection because of that. Like that was part of the reason why. Um, or no, I I want to say that was part of the reason why I got into the Yakuza series was because I got uh, a copy of Yakuza used. I think. Can I ask you something? When you were taking advantage of those buy two get one sales, were you trying to make sure that you got three games all at the same price? Uh, yes, I did actually pay attention to price because I Thank knew you. that I knew that you that they took the lowest one as the free one. I read so that. So you think? <laughs> Exactly, and you think, oh, well, to take the most advantage, I mean, I gotta make sure they're like they're all the same price. Yeah, I wasn't gonna get, I wasn't gonna get like you know, like two big RPG games and like I don't know, Wii Sports Two, Electric Boogaloo. Oh boy, I saved two bucks. Yeah, it's like no, I got. Well, actually, no. Now that I think about it, yeah, I, got, I think I got like, I think I got fifteen. Um, like I think Last Guardian and like something else. 
I I don't know. I I remember, but I do remember getting a couple of big big uh big name titles under pre-owned um but I usually got those like in conjunction. So I was still spending a decent amount of money, but it's like one of those at that point I'm also getting another game that's worth like $40 for free. So Exactly, you're just making the most of it. That's that's the key guys. You got to make most of the sales. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, essentially fronting my game money for the next, you know, couple of months. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And another thing they were known for is pre-orders. Yes. Now, pre-orders can be a wholly new topic on itself. Oh yeah. I've yeah. I've definitely heard the argument of don't pre-order games and to that mm-hmm. I say yeah, but I still want to guarantee day one. And exactly. And says guarantee day one like a physical copy. A physical copy, and for the longest time, GameStop would get like exclusive DLC or bonuses with these pre-orders. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my shelf right now. I got these little knickknacks that I would get, little do- little figures or posters I would get. Yeah. Or look at the, some of my games. It's like, oh, yeah, I got that free exclusive gun from GameStop. Yeah, Mass Effect 3. Let's see, I have the uh, little Goku statuette for Jump for Dragon Ball Fighters. I got the Jump Force poster for uh, the Wall Scroll for uh, for Jump Force. Um, a couple of other. I was I was always a fan of like the physical like little doodads that you could get. Like digital stuff. I'm like, oh, get this cool little digital skin. I'm like, eh. Mm-hmm. eh. I I like I like little things that I just like to collect. You like the little knickknacks. Yes, I love little knickknacks. Well, I'm sure GameStop did too. So let's talk about the unfortunate decline of GameStop. Yeah. So we can easily point into one big factor about why GameStop started to decline, and that was the rise of the digital market. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, Xbox, PSN, and obviously Steam, all were starting to embrace um, digital games, not many people were buying physical copies anymore. Mm-hmm. And because of pe- no, no one's buying physical copies, that means they weren't getting an influx of trade-ins, meaning they weren't able to sell used games, which was their big uh, cash cow. Mm-hmm. And uh, along with that, you started to get some really disheartening looks into the way pe- they treat their employees. So... One thing I want to point out here is something they call the circle of life policy. Mm, yeah, that's... Uh, oh, I remember reading up on a lot of that. So the policy basically was, hey, employees, you got to make sure a certain percentage of your sales come from pre-orders, reward, reward cards, used games, or trade-ins. So this kind of made a lot of employees straight up lie about the in stock of new games so they can try to push a used game. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, that's some shady, shady stuff. Yeah, to be like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, we're we're out of we're out of this, you know, we're out of Smash Ultimate. Everyone's bought it all, but you can get this pre-order version or it's this like, used version. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's missing the box. Can I just say something here, real quick? Mm-hmm. I will never buy a used game anywhere. Unless it has the actual original box, uh, I, I absolutely I, despise GameStop's like um, original boxes. When they oh like when they give it to you in like this little like CD sleeve, not a CD sleeve. It's a it's basically a DVD case, but with some really crappy artwork on it. Oh, or or not even the artwork. It's just like this blue insert with like the title printed on it. 
Oh, those are even worse. Yeah. Ah, uh, I've got I've gotten that once, and I just I feel almost dirty like doing that. Like I, I like being able to look at the box art and to be like, yeah, this is my game. Yeah, this is complete. I'm not totally bothered by this really mm. ugly, ugly piece of crap that's sticking out like a sore thumb. I literally bought a game, and because it didn't have the, it didn't have the original box. I bought another used copy that had the box and traded back in the copy that didn't have the, that didn't have the, uh, that didn't have the actual original box. I okay. I I absolutely understand. Sorry, <laughs> I had I had to process that really quick. I'm like, wait a minute, but. It's like no, never mind. You actually no, that was that was actually the smart thing. Because yeah, if you if you trade it back in and you can get a full refund for it, then you're then you're fine. Exactly. I mean, something about the GameStop policy. Uh, for at least with used games, if you can finish it in seven days, which I know a lot of people could, you got you can return it still for a full refund. Hmm. I can imagine a lot of people really like. I I wonder if that's if that if that whole policy helped birth a couple of speedrunners. I wouldn't be surprised There's if it the, did. No incentive like like free money. No no such policy for a new game. First of all, if you break that seal, it's basically you, you are. Cannot... It's, it's like it's like driving a car off a lot. You're done. You're done. Did you ever see that video of a guy who uh, tried tried to return his copy of Fallout seventy six and he just he kept on saying no. He just kept being told no and he destroyed the store on his way out oh oh yes wait wasn't wait was that a setup i forgot if that was a setup or not no i think that was legit that, that actually happened i remember yeah. that there was there was something that happened where like somebody destroyed his store and like they got it on film but it turns out that like that was like a hoax and like everybody was in on it i hope it i, I hope this one i'm thinking of it wasn't a hoax because mm-hmm. it kind of just sums up people's frustration about GameStop. Yeah. So now we have GameStop on decline. They sold off. Um, they sold off Congregate. They laid off a bunch of people at Game Informer, which is which is sad because that's a great bathroom read for me. Mm-hmm. I still ask for physical copies of that magazine. I think I only. I think I've, I've opted for digital just to help save on paper because I know I'm not going to physically read it. But yeah, I like. I didn't read it often but you're right it makes for a great bathroom reading material mm-hmm. and another big like reason for its decline is well the rise of amazon mm-hmm. and amazon prime yeah like in the beginning it, it's funny with with when when people were like oh yeah you know you can did you know that you can pre-order games digitally now and download them like i was always and i still kind of am like on the fence about it mm-hmm. because I also like like something that I like about video games is being able to share the experience, being able to be like, yo, like, have you played this game? It's really good. I finished it. I'm satisfied here. Borrow my disc and like just slap it on your machine and have a fucking great old time. Um, and with digital with digital copies, you can't really do that. Um but at the same time, there's a lot to be said about the convenience of digital, of of digital titles. Like like even just now, um, one thing that I will, one point that I will give, um, is 
things like expansion packs, like the Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion. Mm-hmm. I actually just pre-ordered that earlier today. Because and you pre-ordered a digital copy of it? Yeah, I pre-ordered a digital copy because I'm like, it's it's an expansion. I don't need to slap in a, a disc and have it install when I can just get it digitally and it's going to essentially be the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? But, uh, like, you and I were talking about this uh, thing I want to say a couple of weeks back, but, like, the um, Ryu Agotoku, Yakuza, is getting a finally getting Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 remastered and put onto the PS4. Uh, so now the entire series is on one console, and they've already released three digitally, but at the begin at the end, near like the end of February of next year, they're going to be releasing a physical edition with all of the discs of those games. Which I already got pre-ordered on Amazon. I didn't realize pre-orders were open at Amazon. They are. I might have to go do a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I might have to go. That's one that I'm like, maybe I can pre-order that at GameStop. But no, for something that serious, I I definitely want to get that. Because we already know what comes in it. Like, there's no no GameStop exclusive for for pre-ordering there. You know, I might as well just get it at Amazon. Let's touch on that because... I noticed that when Amazon Prime became more of a thing, I started going to GameStop less and less and just pre-ordering out for Amazon more and more, especially when it comes to, even when it comes to physical media. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for a lot of people, the reason why is you know people are kind of were kind of tired of the upsell and the high pressure sale tactics of uh, most GameStop employees. Mm-hmm. I mean, also something to be could be said about just a lot of humans nowadays just not liking a lot of just human interaction yeah with our, with our but that's a whole different take that's a that's a wholly different thing we could talk <laughs> like uh we need more research for that one to talk about yeah it. but no you're right like this whole like high pressure sales thing like we're just it's, it's not that like we hate it we just don't want to deal with it anymore exactly like, like we're not None of us are like not a lot of people are. What's the word? Not jaded, but but like we are now. We are now like almost programmed to ignore, automatically ignore anyone trying to upsell anything to you now. Yeah, like like it. Yeah, it's kind of like the whole like telemarketer thing. Like you know, I'm sure back in the day, telemarketers actually sometimes got some people that were interested in their product over the phone or like door to door salesmen, but. Most of the time now, it's like I'm not gonna like. I don't care what you what you're selling. I'm not biting. You know, I'll buy it when I want to buy it. Yeah, and speaking of things, I'll buy if I want to buy it. Let's talk about one of the biggest biggest changes about GameStop. They've slowly. I don't know if it's slowly or just overnight became essentially what is a hot topic for games. Yeah, I've I've really noticed that. It's it's. I I think it. For me, I realized it when I when I walked through the doors. And I took one look to the, I took one look to the left, and I saw PS4 games, and then you know some Xbox games, and then some some Switch games, and then I look over to the left, or I look over to the other side, the right, and it's just Funko Pops and toys, and shirts, and and shirts, and like there's like four stands of shirts, and then there's a figure display with all these like keychains and stuff and did and i mention clear- the did i mention the wall of funko pops <laughs> yeah it is weird going to a gamestop nowadays and seeing 
barely even half of the store is dedicated to games. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, there is some... You can find some gems there, but does anybody really need a... Um, what is, what's some stuff out there? Like action figures for 80s WWE? Yeah. Really? Or do we need uh, pajamas for Five Nights at Freddy's? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude! So much Five Nights at Freddy's merch there. Pretty much anything, I... anything that becomes a cult hit of a video game, you can like. I can guarantee you, you'll find at GameStop. Like, I'm pretty. I don't remember if Undertale ever got any merch, but I think there were a couple of Undertale products that were at GameStop at least. There was game. There was uh, Five Nights. There was Cuphead. There's Bendy. Yeah, a bunch of Cuphead, bunch of Bendy. I still see all of those. A ton of Overwatch and Fortnite stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially now, like, one thing that I will give them is that GameStop has, like, the Overwatch Nendroids. Like, I've seen, like, Nendroid May on sale at GameStop, but I'm like, wow, that's actually kind of impressive. I've seen that, too, and a bunch of other Nendroids that I don't get bought. Mm-hmm. Because no one really wants to go to GameStop for mm. random crap. Yeah, and there's at at that point with with products like those, you can get them at a bunch of other places. Case in point, Amazon or typically well, cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're in a weird spot with GameStop. They tried to sell off the GameStop, but they found no buyer, so they had to stop trying to sell it. Yeah. But you know, we there is some potential hope here. Um, recently. A another company kind of. I'm trying to see if I can find the name here. Um, Michael Burry, basically a uh, investor, kind of. He has. He, there's a movie about him called the The Big Short. It's it's a real estate thing, but he mm-hmm. recently invested nearly th- um, three point. Uh, bought over two point seven million shares, or three percent of the company, saying, "Hey, um, he thinks with the re- uh, release of the PS5 and the next Xbox." There's going to be a spike in, um, you know, physical games, especially when they confirm that they're going to use physical media for those things. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, that's a, that's a, like like if it is one thing that can keep GameStop alive, at least for this next console generation, it's literally the consoles. Exactly. But the moment we finally get to the whole all digital future, that's when I think GameStop is going to be screwed. Unless, let's transition to this. Armchair CEO. What are your some what are some of your ideas to turn around GameStop if you were in charge? Oh god. I would try and find a way to embrace digital media. Hmm. Like and again, this is this is probably going to sound like a really stupid idea to a lot like like cuz I'm just I'm literally just spitballing here, but like maybe finding a way to like make their own store launcher or something you know hmm. like something that's kind of like steam or the epic game store but designed around their thing like like obviously you couldn't do some sort of trade-in but like maybe you could relinquish your key and get like credit back because you were done with the game and you can get partial credit and you can use that for a future purchase down the line. What about the physical stores? What would you do with them? Now that that's going to be a, oof. 
I mean, I can kind of understand why they're doing what they're doing. And I personally don't really have anything else. Like, like the other, the only other thing that I've heard potentially looking into like some sort of esports or something, trying to get their name into esports. And I'm like, that's actually kind of smart because like a lot of that is a burgeoning scene still. So maybe they can get some sort of traction there. It's funny you should mention that because that's kind of like the big crux of my idea. Mm-hmm. For well, me, what I think GameStop should do is this is gonna sound harsh, but they mm-hmm. need to shut down a majority of their stores. They gotta, <clears throat> they gotta, they gotta reduce the stores. Do what you gotta do, and whatever, whatever stores are left, you gotta turn into a spot where people can come and play games. Be mm-hmm. it esports or just have a, have stations there, have games available to be rented out. You can still sell games. I think that's still a viable option, but it's got to turn to a spot now where people can go to and play games, not on like a like a net cafe or something like that. Okay, so something kind of like kind of like um like where where people gather for like Smash tournaments or fighting game tournaments. Like that would become mm-hmm. embrace the, the central that. hub. Yeah. Yeah, embrace becoming a central hub for like gaming events, at least for local areas. Mm-hmm. Because and you can even try some other new stuff. You can try serving food, serving drinks, having special like rent out nights for uh, parties. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the only way GameStop as a brand can continue on. Is they gotta can they gotta completely rework what they gotta what they think they have to do. Yeah. Like I, like, I will say, like, if there was, if if there was some stuff, like, like, kind of like a, kind of like a card shop, I guess, because it was a local card shop that I used to go to for like tournaments and stuff. Um. And and I would go there for like you know Smash tournaments or fighting game tournaments or even just to watch some card game tournaments, like if they turned it into something like that. Where it's like if, if there was a place where, that I can go to reliably, where I could like watch some Soul Calibur Six, mm-hmm. or like just any sort of fighting game, where I can get that fighting game hype, and like actually learn from people, I would totally be down for that. Like I know we have a lot of those scenes here, but I I'm almost a little intimidated by the size and scale of a lot of those kinds of local tournaments. Um, having and that. A- a more grassroots kind of like I, I feel like GameStop almost can dig into that grassroots sort of feel with it being a smaller store. You know, and another thing they can dig into is become the the after school spot for high schoolers or middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. A lot, you know, especially nowadays, kids go get off school and there's nothing else for them to do. Provide a safe spot for people for kids to hang out and play video games, practice esports if they feel like they want they can do that, and it. It gives parents and peace of mind, like, oh, they're at a GameStop. That's a safe spot. You know? Yeah, embrace them. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, because you're right. Like, it, it'd be almost like them embracing their little, not quite stigma, but their whole like. Um, I remember people saying like, oh yeah, no, I'll just drop. Like, I'm gonna go to the mall. I'll I'll just drop the kids off at GameStop. They'll be fine. And GameStop was kind of treated like a like a half daycare whenever parents would go to the mall. It's like, why not kind of embrace that? You know. You don't need to babysit every, you know, toddler that comes in, but providing that kind of safe environment, have your employees trained in 
you know, that kind of human relations sort of, of context, being able to make sure people are comfortable and, and able to able to just kill time safely in their stores while also, you know, participating in a community, mm-hmm. I feel could be very, not just a, a good move in terms of business by having all of these kids here uh, available, ready to, ready to buy games or even like, you know, buy little treats or snacks, like, you know, you know, have a, have a cooler full of like Pepsi and snacks for, you know, gamers that are there for tournaments or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that I, that's an ideal situation. I don't see this being embraced anytime soon because at the end of the day, that this is going to cost you money. Yeah. At, in the, the short run. Yeah. And the question but, is how much capital do they have to spend? Yeah. And, but the reason why I think this is viable because you're building up community, a goodwill and a good PR that could keep your brand afloat at the very least for the next couple, for a good number of years. Yeah. And and if it's something to be said about stuff like PR, like PR can go a, an extremely long way. Like again, you see all the the news that GameStop is getting in the news, like with the uh, with the layoffs and everything, and people are already calling, you know, that you know that they're they're starting to call time of death for GameStop. Um, meanwhile, I'm over here, like while I'm seeing GameStop declining. I still really, really like the local GameStop that I go to because of the employees. Like I, that particular store has a very good PR for me and I will still go there and pre-order games from them. Like I'm, I haven't pre-ordered Pokemon Sword yet, but I will likely be pre-ordering Sword from them. So, yeah. Let's kind of wrap up the GameStop talk at least here. Mm-hmm. I don't think GameStop is going to be gone within the in the next five years, but I don't know what's going to happen in ten years. Personally, I don't mm-hmm. know if it'd still be here. What about you? Um. Yeah, like, like every, everyone's you're again. Everyone's saying like, "Oh, rip GameStop! We hardly knew you or whatever." I I also agree. It the 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 change isn't the the decline isn't going to happen suddenly. They there's they still probably have a bunch of like options to keep them afloat before declaring bankruptcy or doing whatever they need to do before declaring Chapter Eleven or what have you. They still probably have a couple of different tricks up their sleeve. So again, I don't see. I don't see them suffering any sort of really major losses until maybe the next console cycle after this one. After should the, it go fully digital? Yeah, should it should it not even fully digital if it if if it becomes just more digitally reliant in general, I feel like that's going to be a tipping point. Oh yeah, if it becomes like a streaming box? Yeah, if if it cuz even if the like if the console is physical and a lot of and the majority of content is digital, that's it. Uh, because at that point, you are trying to survive on console sales alone, which will be great for when they release. And I, but then after that, I feel like that's going to be it. Hmm. All right. So let's kind of talk about the whole one of the biggest killers of GameStop is that uh, the whole idea of digital markets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me personally, I still buy a majority of my games, at least when it comes to like AAA titles, 
all of them are physical media. I I actually have a box that I can pick up and you know pop into my PS4 or my Switch, whatever. Mm-hmm. What about you? Likewise. The reason why I am not so keen on the idea of a digital future is because there are numerous examples of games that you know you bought digitally. Yeah, great, but it just takes one switch and boom, you cannot get that game anymore. And should you delete it off of your off of your hard drive, you you just lost all your money because you can't get get that game back. Yeah, like with the original release of. Uh, PS3 and P- Xbox release of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Mm-hmm. Everyone was so excited for that game, but then, you know, the whole Marvel deal kind of went, uh, died with Capcom, so they took it off the markets and it became impossible to buy anymore. Yep. Same thing with, I know, I know it didn't cost any money, but same thing with like PT. Oh, God, yeah. I still have that on my PS4 somehow. Mm hmm. And I make it a point to never, ever delete it. Yeah, that's, that's a piece of history right there. Yeah, and apparently, if you if I'm really desperate, I can sell it for money because P- yeah. <laughs> PS4s with PT still go for a pretty buck. Damn. Actually, let's let's do a quick check here. Um, oh boy! If you, if you okay, let's play a game. How much do you think a PS4 with PT will go for? Uh, six hundred. Six hundred? Okay, PT. Let's we're gonna label it with the um with the buy now price. All right. Okay. The uh, lowest buy now price is, let's see, buy it now, eBay, $350. Oh, that's actually surprisingly viable. Yep. Not not too far off the price of a relatively new PS3, so assuming that's, I mean, it's a used PS3, so, or PS4, sorry. The, the highest one I'm seeing is 1200 Like, oh, oh, get the hell out of here. Fuck. Get out of here with that shit. But with digital media, the reason why, and you know, at the end of the day, why I'm fearful of it is because you don't technically own those games. You're just mm. buying a license for those games. Yes. And it's right there in the EULA. Mm-hmm. At least with a physical uh, disc, like I can pop it in and maybe it will, it's not being updated anymore. Maybe there's some like um, DLC that's gone, but I'll st- at the end of the day, I'll still be able to play that on my PS4. Yeah, you'll be able to at least play the, uh, the the base game, you know. At least it'll be something. So, and another thing is maybe it's also because of the collector in me. I like seeing my shelf full of game uh, game boxes. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a shelf, but I I do take a little bit of pride in being able to look at the box art or or one of the strange things that I've become. Uh, strangely enamored with I thought was a gimmick a while back like steel cases oh god yes. I I I realized I am a sucker for a good steel case Persona 5 uh, Yakuza I don't know if it's Yakuza 6 Yakuza or, 6 and uh, Final Fantasy 15 like I said all steel cases and no, Yakuza um, 6 is not but uh, no. Kiwami 1 and 2 is that's what they are that's what it is because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them right now and I can only <laughs> yeah. I can only see their like sides and not the titles. So I'm like, okay, that the blue one's 15, that red, that silver and black one. And that's Yakuza, that red one, that one's persona five. And then the white one that I have, that's King of fighters 14. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to lie. If a game has a 
edition with a uh, steel book and it's maybe like an extra 20 bucks I might just pop in the extra 20 bucks for that steel book mm-hmm. I, I absolutely concur they just they feel cleaner they feel cleaner they feel unique they look pretty yeah and yeah a lot of the times the the art on the steel books are just fucking great although I'm trying to remember which is my example here my biggest pet peeve is steel books that don't have the label name of the game on the side of it. Mm. I'm looking at you, Soul Calibur Six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like being able to have to be able to at least look at it at a, at a glance and be like, "Oh yeah, it's this game." Mm-hmm. Like from a from uh, like like you said, like you you store your games as kind of like books. So yeah. being able to look at the spine and and tell what kind of game it is. Do you still keep your discs in in the actual game cases, or do you put them in like do you do the old school thing, put them in the binder? Um, no, I keep them all within their game cases. Okay, yeah, and I, I put them thing. back in the same game case. I used to, I used to literally just do the whole thing where like you pick up one case and you just start swapping them with whatever case you're using. You, next. you monster! You mind? <laughs> I've learned. I have atoned. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing, uh, probably game media that I don't like put back in the box and I just put it in this its actual carrying case is the Switch cartridges, mm-hmm. because they're kind of a pain in the ass to put back in all the time. And and funnily enough, the Nintendo Switch is actually the major exception to my physical only policy or my majority really? physical. Let's let's talk about that. Why is that? Portability. Ah, Ab- absolutely portability. Like uh. And the same thing is true back when the Nintendo 3DS was really hot. And same thing for the Vita. I didn't mind having the digital copies because it meant that they would all be ready for me to play at a moment's notice. Now, I am still kind of picky about what titles I download. um, Mainly because it's like, okay, well, what... Essentially, it's me asking myself... What titles do I want readily ready access to and not have to worry about a cartridge if I just bring my Switch somewhere? You know, what games can I guarantee to be like, you know, either guaranteed to be, you know, a good party game or just something to really kill time? And um, it's like I have like 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 Smash Ultimate is physical for me, but things like Mario Kart 8. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris, um, and actually Fire Emblem Three Houses. All of those are digital and oh, wow. on the Switch. I'm looking at my library right now. Like I have about, I think I have about eighteen Switch cartridges in my library right now. But I'm also looking at my Switch right now. I have at least twenty digital games. Damn. But they're all, but they're all like indie titles because mm-hmm. you don't obviously make physical copies of those things. Yeah, I, I think yeah. When it comes to portable, uh, portable console, and you know that's the Switch is a portable console. It's you can play it on the go. Mm. I'd rather not have to worry about like, hey, should I bring this game with me? And do I want to bring the whole ca- my whole case so I have my, the rest of my library with me, or just be you able to just, just like bring the console and just be like, all right. If people get bored of this one game, hey, I have, you know, hey, we don't want to play this anymore. We don't want to play Overcooked. No worries. I, I, you know, I can get 
Mario Kart on this thing. Well, don't you have to switch the cartridge? Nope. Just home menu. Just tap over a couple of times and bam. Good to go. And also, the reason why I don't think there is much, not much of a difference between physical and uh, digital is at least I'm going to go strictly on the PS4 here. Mm. Even if you buy a physical disc, you still got to save so much space on your hard drive. Yeah, because it still has to install. Because I know and... a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just saving space by getting physical. Like, that's not going to be the case with the PS4. You're still yeah. using up all that space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I think also my exception is PC gaming. Obviously, I who the hell would buy a physical PC game nowadays? Yeah. Like, like, like again, I feel like PC game is kind of its own, in its own little space because, I mean, that's literally just digital incarnate. Like the console itself was just the quote unquote console. I mean, it's a PC rig, but like that's just existing all in the digital space. Any other because, thoughts on? Oh. oh, sorry. Just because it's like, think about it. Now, think about it nowadays. Like the laptop that I'm using right now to connect to this call, mm-hmm. so that I can communicate with you, has no CD drive whatsoever. It has three USB ports, and that's it. And I haven't really heard of games being released on USBs. God, can you imagine? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm cool. Surpri- I'm surprised. Wait, wait. That- wasn't actually thought of but you know why i think that's the case because the last thing you want to hear is hey honey i need to transfer some files from my pc so i just formatted this this hard this uh stick drive that was on lying on the desk like you did what oh god you got rid of my bioshock 3 <laughs> you um, just deleted uh, my entire copy of final fantasy 14 oh my god you're right i have to, that, I have to order a new stick yeah that's why it's a incredible piece of media. Because even if you somehow made it like you know locked media and you couldn't actually rewrite it, like it's I don't know. God, imagine can, can be kind of fragile still. Usually, are fragile and easily lost. Yes, <laughs> like a, a a CD disc where it's you know a little bit bigger. I mean, you can still lose it, but. Oh, Any uh, final thoughts on physical versus digital media? Uh, honestly, I'm still if if I think I'm always going to lean physical until they eventually just don't offer physical anymore. And at that mm. point, I'm going to be fighting really hard against that. I I I think I'm in the same boat here. Is like I will typically lean when it comes to consoles, like my PS4. I will lean physical of the choices given there mm. because until you can guarantee that if i pay money for a game on digital i want to be able to access it anytime i want even when like your license is gone mm-hmm. because i want to say if i put 60 bucks of my hard-earned money into it i want to be say that's mine mm-hmm. i don't care if it's like you know five or ten years down the road and your PSN store has been changed to something else that doesn't support my game, I want to be able to play my game. I still have the original console. I should I, be able to play that game. I, I may not be able to download it anymore because I understand, you know, it's like server space. But if I have it on my hard drive, I want to be able to play it still. Yeah, because there's really scary stories of, like, um, cop- digital copies of games being pulled from your hard drive. Yeah. Oh, God. 
And when they when they have that much power, then I don't think I want a digital future. But, but uh, we want to hear what you guys think. Uh, what is your view? Do you prefer physical media or do you prefer nice, clean, digital stuff? You can let us know at uh, ngpluspodcast at gmail.com. That's ngpluspodcast at gmail.com. And while we're wrapping up here, Antonio, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitch, streaming on Twitch, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Um, at twitch.tv slash Trifecta. And you can also find me at Twitter and Facebook, um, also at Trifecta. And you can find me on twitch.tv slash theperpetualplayer1, on Twitter as perpetualplayer, and on Instagram and Facebook as theperpetualplayer1. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you like what we do, please hit that like, hit, leave a comment, uh, hit that uh, subscribe button, or leave us a rating. It will really help us grow. Mm-hmm. But until next time, guys, go out there, go do amazing things, and me and Antonio will see you on the next episode. Take care, you guys. Later, everybody. Bye.